Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill's.com for all the latest offers. Well, I'm delighted to be joined here this evening by the great Sean O'Leary here in my kitchen in, in Hawthorne. How are you, Shawnee? Good evening, Liam. I'm very good. Great, Sean. That's brilliant. Unfortunately, we have no giggles tonight. The listeners will be disappointed to hear he is caught up in another commitment, but he will be back in action with us next week. He's actually working on a giggles corner. That's why he took the night off, because he hadn't done one for the last couple of weeks. A bit of research and production, is it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, he needs to put put some more effort in on that. Um, so, we obviously had an episode last week where we, we focused on the, the Leinster-Munster Hurling Championship. We'll be doing more of the same today. Delighted that we'll be joined by John Mulhall on the line to review last weekend's games and also to preview um, this weekend's games. But first off, we got a number of tweets into at GA from last week. First up, we got one from Tommy O'Neill at Tommy J O'Neill, listening for giggles, doing his best, John Waters. So that's a bit of a controversial tweet from Tommy. Obviously, yeah, giggles was a bit out of control last week. I think he had a go at the president of the GEA. He had a go at Kieran Whelan. Every, everyone was in his sights, and he did a lot of cursing. I think, I think Shawnee, the only one who hasn't cursed on this podcast this year has been myself. I reckon. Yeah, we're uh, we're letting ourselves down here a bit, Liam. I think. No, no, you and giggles are. I said, as in me and Giggles. Yeah, yeah. So, look, Giggles is not here this evening to apologise, but I can just apologise on, be- on behalf of him for his language. Uh, and thankfully, Sean didn't curse last week. But look, I'm sorry to all the family listeners out there, and we do have a lot of young people listening. So, apologies for that. Um, also got a tweet in from Park Neary at Dirtimus Neary. Worth the listen alone for G- Giggles' take on Kieran Whelan as a pundit. Keep them coming, lads. Yeah, some more. A lot of people were, were I suppose. Agreeing with Giggles' view of Kieran Whelan that he's an absolutely brutal pundit, but uh, that's Giggles' own opinion, not entirely the opinion of myself and Shawnee. Um, and finally, we got a, a tweet in from Tom Murphy at Tom Murphy at Tom underscore Murphy thirty two, um, where Tom is actually writing a blog on the irishscene.com.au forward slash the dash banner dash man, um, where Tom is re- reviewing and previewing all the hurling and football action back in Ireland at the moment and he also has a, a review of our podcast and especially last week's podcast he goes into a bit of detail there so big shout out to Tom um, who's a regular listener has also been on the show with us and is writing a fantastic blog on all things GA from a I suppose from an Australian perspective similar to ourselves so keep up the great work there Tom and I recommend all the listeners to check out that blog it's a, it's a great read so look, we, we won't delay, Shawnee. We, we have John waiting to talk to us on the line here, so we'll just get into it and we'll have a look ahead to another cracking weekend's hurdle. Yo, hey, yo, dirty, so what's that supposed to be about, baby? Get free up your pipe and stop acting crazy. Reminisce for all the good times daily. Why you trying to pose that can't be acting shady? The yo, ball hands out the far side to Henry Shefflin. Henry has a look. Henry puts it over the ball. There's the insurance fight. This is McGinnis. Kick that one out! Kick the bones out of that one, Mrs. McGinnis! Cusack is not still in now! We're delighted to have John Mulhall back on the line with us again, John. Thanks for coming on, on to have a chat. Thanks, Liam. It's great to get the welcome back. Um, and a few um, phone calls to be here. 
<laughs> yeah, thanks for for making the time in your in your busy schedule. As you know, the episode we <laughs> we last had you on had got rave reviews from not just in Ireland or Australia, but around the world. Uh, and you know, you you went went viral, John, on sportsjoe.ie. So look, we we're not saying we're going to make the same headlines again, but um, we do appreciate <laughs> you making the time. <laughs> so, great to be back. Great to be back. Um, so obviously we just had um, the first I suppose weekend of the Munster Championship just gone by we had Cork and Clare and we had Limerick and Tip on the podcast last week we I suppose myself and, and Giggles tipped Limerick Sean he went for Tipperary no go back again was it all three of us went for Limerick I went for Limerick Giggles went for Tip did he yeah alright sorry Sean um, Sean he went for, went for Limerick as well and it was a Limerick win John and look Michael Ryan, I suppose, handed a number of championship debutants um, in that first game. After the game, he went on a media ban, said he wasn't speaking for the next four weeks, got criticised by Owen Kelly for that during the week. He's since undone his own media ban, back talking to the media again. Would you be worried about Tip over going into this game against Cork this weekend? Um, yeah, like, the... If players are injured, they're injured. Like so, I don't think none of those players would have been on the line for for no reason. Like th- there were obviously injuries and only coming back now. Like he could have rushed them in and played, but like as you know yourself, like if you're not up to the the speed of Championship hurling, you're going to be blown out of it. So I think he was in a, a no win situation there in regards to starting the lads. Um, and as it played out, like they were well in the game for long periods. Now, I know Limerick were a bit, say, a few scores went a-begging, but like, Tipperary were well in that game for a long, long time. Whether Limerick were, say, a bit wasteful doesn't come into it. They were still in with a shout. So, I don't know what you think, Sean. I'd, um, I'd agree with you, John. I think a lot of this has been blown out of proportion about Tip. And I think it all falls back on Michael Ryan's shoulders, the way he set them up. Um, while also agreeing with you about the uh, injuries, I actually, just this is my own speculation, I reckon that he's looked at this championship and he needs a good solid panel and he's kind of adopting the whole method of people who were in form and training and that probably was the case and he played them and it kind of backfired on him and but as you said they were in that game with five minutes to go um their top forwards jason ford was giving Seamus Hickey an absolute mare of it he was constantly fouling him in the first half um he took his goal very well in in the second half and um what's his name had an absolute cracker of a, a shot off the post also in the first half um to them. John McGrath. John McGrath, yeah. Um, and then McCormick came in to get the rebound. I mean, I thought their forwards played very well. Um, but I'd say you'll you'll see a totally different, um, more, I guess, more of a stronger tip team that we know of in the last few years will be lining out, I think, next week. And I'd be very, it's very all going cautious to hit the about that. This week. If Cork come up to Semple Stadium this weekend and get the, the victory, that leaves Tipper. Tipperary in a very precarious yeah. position. Mm. Yeah. Like, um, go on, Liam. Yeah, no, I think, like you said, if like we've said this 
on every episode so far if you lose one game you're under pressure if you lose a second game you're relying on other games and other scores in, well, like in a game you look, if you look at Liam Tip and Dublin will be in the exact same position now and then like Tipperary have Waterford and Claire, Claire to play like so it's all kind of dependent on what Waterford turns up this weekend now this morning it's coming out that um their two main men are injured. So. Yeah, Gleason, Gleason and Manny. So, like that's going to be like Clare and Cusick Park. Waterford are under severe pressure there now. Yeah, and I, I think just back on on the Cork Tip game first. I think like Cork's tails are up after that win last week, and they kind of, I think they played very very well, and they looked solid at the back, and then emphatically came on top in the last 10 minutes when they needed that yeah. you know like I think getting that goal Harry getting that goal and winning by 5 points I think will be a great confidence boost for that Cork team um, you had some players who had been blooded last year the likes of Coleman um, played very well again uh, what, wing back what a player what a player he, yeah he's definitely the best the best best young player defender wise since JJ Delaney I'd say yeah, yeah he's, he's definitely He's definitely, yeah, he's definitely backed up his form that he showed last year. And another guy is Fitzgibbon as well in the middle of the field. He's phenomenal as well. Like, yeah. he's just a pure out and out. Like, he's like, he's very yeah, similar like to, to Finley. Those guys are Cork's main players, along with the, the trinity of Lahan, Horgan, and. Yeah. Um, Harnady. Harnady. Yeah. 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 And, Lahan, and Lahan, I suppose, at times, the last day wasn't as dominant as he would have been at times for Cork last year but he still weighed in and got the yeah. goal he stood up at vital times when, when needed and I think that's mm. something that would have been levelled against Lahan in years gone by that he had gone missing and missing for very important parts of the game and even though he wasn't as influential as maybe we've expected him to be he still had a big influence on the game which I think is very important from a leadership point of view for Cork in that forward line that he can't be over reliant on Horgan and Lahan was del- delivered and as the, John and, calls him the Trinity and and, and Harry yeah, in the, the end goal at the, the end, goal at the end. Yeah. It's, it's a huge weekend though because if Cork beat Tip this weekend it's not like last year when they caught them on the hop Tipperary are staring down the barrel of a gun there and could mm-hmm. be gone one more loss and they'd be out of the championship so yeah. it's it's do or die for Tip now yeah and, and it's it's to, to say that like most people would have had Tip in their top two I suppose should have them as all favourites as yeah. Fa- yeah. yeah you know what I mean like to think now if they lose on Sunday their hurling year could be over now obviously they've got two more games left but that they will not be taking part further in the All-Ireland series is it's just not fattable you know so uh-huh. it's it's going to be an enthralling game on Sunday you would expect Callum to start Brendan Maher to start Bonnermar probably to start as well. I reckon those three well, will win. Like people are saying, like Brendan Cummins had a team in the paper there. Tuesday morning, you can't like if lads are not fit or up to game pace, right? Throw them in for next um, Sunday or Saturday. But like that's not a magic potion that they are going to magically win the game for Tipperary. You know what I mean? It's like people don't realize. Like, Seamus Callanan's out for probably four or five months. To come in in Championship Hurling near or less the 1st of June and perform and score and get tip over the line, that's not the way it works. No. I, I'm not saying, I don't think I, I don't think they will go in and deliver t- to the level that they've been delivering over the last number of years. But I do think 
Michael Ryan will be feeling the pressure that he didn't start to trade him on Sunday and as you said for reasons that they hadn't had game time they were injured coming in they're now going into a game this weekend which is do or die and you've got those three boys available to you for selection I think he'll yeah. be very hard pressed not to start him whether or not that's the correct decision or not I think is a different story I think you will see those three, those three starting for, for Tipperary on Sunday yeah and it'll be just as interesting in, in the back line as well as to what he's going to do with the shuffling around with the full back and where he's going to play the two mahers and everything like that as well. Yeah, like that's a perplexing one. And Sean Moore spoke about that in his article in the Times during the week, where Ronan Maher had been playing centre back and Park wing back, and like Park Maher has been probably one of the best wing backs in the game for the last four or five years. He's not as comfortable in centre back, and he's not as dominant as he is in centre back. And Ronan isn't the same on the wing, so you wonder will he revert back to form there for Sunday? Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to say what to do really with Tip and their setup. Like, they, you can say that all day, like Mar on the wing and the other Mar in the centre. But oh, I don't know. I don't. I just think it, if they get over the line this week, they'll be okay. But if they lose, there could be big trouble in Tip. Yeah, and I suppose but what's a lot of talk is about Tip's failings and Tip's team selection, but not much has been said about Limerick in that it was a very solid Limerick performance. They never panicked. Even when Tip put the heat on him, they, stayed, they stuck to their game plan. There was no wild shots from 70 yards when the, I suppose, as the tension started to rise in the game. They stuck to their game plan and, and saw it out and never really looked in trouble in that second half. They were. They were absolutely very, very, very good. You know, and they're they're a kind of a team that there's no real standout, you know, marquee player there. They're they're so good all over the field. Um their half back line is absolutely brilliant. Um Galan up at front was absolutely causing all sorts of problems for Tipperary full back line. Um and then you had your man in the my, wing. My, my old teammate that my old teammate down in UCC got a harsh treatment enough, Graham Mulcahy. Scored four points he in the was first half. And brilliant. very unlucky to take it off. Yeah, but I mean, the the guy that came on from came in and finished off the game with a goal, didn't you? Like, that's, did, that's yeah. a testament of like the player and calibre they have. They have just such a such a blend across the whole team. And they were they only brought on the Pierce Glads as well the last few minutes as well. I mean, so they've got a couple of guys from that, from that um, the Pierce um, uh, All-Ireland finalists as well to come back into it again so no, they're like they're this. very 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 good this year and I would say they'll have serious um, potential to go very far this year Limerick's 24 now are as competitive as anyone in the country like they have had young lads come in Sean Finn Richie English say that have like shown up the defence and then they have young lads that are coming in the forwards and then you still have the the older lads on the bench to come in and all the Napierce crew. So like I would say I would go as far as to say Limerick probably have one of the strongest panels and with this round robin format, like they could afford like if Seamus Hickey got injured, they have Richie McCarthy to come in full back. Yeah. If someone else gets injured out the field, they have players to come in for them. Yeah. And like say I, I actually prefer Richie McCarthy to Shamey Hickey, especially if he has those two flyers beside him. Because yeah. Richie McCarthy is an unbelievable reader of a game. And I, I thought Seamus Hickey was a bit giving away a few too many frees. He was, yeah. And it kind of it unsettled, 
it unsettled Tip or it unsettled Limerick in that first half and kept tipping the game. And I wouldn't be ruling out Richie McCarthy for the rest of the year. Um, and otherwise, like the half back line is imperious there. Bit of pace might trouble him with the Cork lads later on, say in two weeks' time. But yeah, no, Limerick are looking good. Yeah, and I think Limerick would be very happy to, to get a win and now get a, a week off. Mm. You know, like I think that's a fantastic yeah. start from them. Whereas Tip have come in probably like Kenny really in 2013 where they had a number of injuries and ended up going through a backdoor series and having to play those games week after week carrying all those lads. You get through some games on adrenaline and some games but having lost the first game and now having to go to the injured guys that's going to be a serious test for that Tip panel. As you said John Limerick probably are probably one of the most balanced panels in Munster at the moment. Um so it'll be interesting. Oh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they go. So John, just on the um, Cork Tip game, then as a, in terms of, of a prediction, what way do you see it going? Um, I'm I'm torn on that now, Liam. I I can't really call it. I would. The home advantage seems to be becoming a major factor across all the games. Um, very very close. And I would, I'll back tip to get over the line by a pint or two. Okay, Shani, um, what way are you looking at, Shani? Yeah, I, I'm very, very nervous about this one because, like Tip, as you said, they're wounded now and they have to, they have to respond with a, with a performance and they have to get a win, as you said. Um, the one thing I think going in favour of Cork is they've obviously had a championship game behind behind their belts as well, and like. A, a settled team what I mean by a, a game behind their belt is a settled team in a championship they know their team coming in Tipperary are going to have a lot of massive names coming back into the side but I don't think they've had the game you know the game practice that uh, Cork have had and I just I'll go my heart really on this one and, and say that, that Cork will will shade it by two or three points but I'd be I'd say it's going to be an absolute belter of a game yeah, and I'm gonna, I think I'm going to go for Cork myself. I, I I just really think Tip, we've, when we've watched them before under pressure and I suppose their backs up against the wall, sometimes haven't delivered. Um, this is it. they're settled at the moment. No, they're not settled. They have a lot of injuries. I think even the thing with Michael Ryan and the media ban and then walking back from that again, I think it's just unnecessary tension on the camp. Um, and I think they'll struggle to deliver, even though Turles, you'll say, is a home advantage. Cork plays so many of their Munster Championship games and Turles, they love going to Turles to play matches. That won't be an issue, I don't think, on Sunday. And I think I'll be going for the Cork win. Um, with regards... Is, Al- is Alan Cadigan in line to come back or what's his story? I don't think he is, no. I haven't heard anything that he will be back in the play. Yeah. yeah. He would be a serious boost yeah. if he's to come back yeah. in this round of format. But then I suppose on to... Looking at, at Clare and Watford, Clare have to pick up the pieces, obviously, from, from Sunday. You would think that the game behind them will stand to them. Um, they'll have learned a lot from that performance in Cork. And Watford coming in now with two serious injuries will have serious impact on them in terms of their their firepower up front. It's something that they struggle with anyway to get scores. And having two, I suppose, scores from play and probably their, their primary free-taker being absent is going to have a huge impact on, on that Watford um, selection so I think 
I think Clare are probably going to come away with a, with a win on this one on Sunday. What about yourself, John? Do you think the injuries are going to have a big impact for Waterford? Look, Clare need to do one thing and put Tony Kelly centre-forward. And they have... Uh, Addy about the players that can play midfield. I know Kelly can run onto the ball from there. But as you saw last weekend, he could be out of the game for 20 minutes through no, no fault of his own. If you're midfield, the game can bypass you. You can see what he did in the last five, ten minutes when he got kind of closer to the goal. So, for Clare, get rid of all the experiments, put Kelly centre forward and just let him do his own thing. And then you have you have any amount of lads that can play midfield. Cotton Malone could come out midfield. David Reedy, have... David Reedy could go out midfield even though he's playing forward from. Mm. Yeah, you know, like, they don't need that man out there they need him even I would even go as far as to say nearly centre forward but if you needed him put him in full forward because the man is a the man is a magician mm. you know and look they're not playing to their strengths they have the best hurler in Ireland more or less out in the middle of the field and they've been doing that for four or five years now and it's got them nowhere so they just need to revert back to 2013 having him centre forward and let let him control the games yeah I'd, I'd agree with you on that there John um, he is he's a he caused Cork all amount of problems in the last 10 minutes of that game like he got one I think he scored one two or one three and he was just like when he was cutting through the Cork defence like there was nothing stopping him Um I think also the other forwards, they I think there was a bit of an issue made about them going for goals and that. And I think, I think they'll click the next day. I think things will get come right for them. They've had a, a good a good game now last weekend behind their backs. Warford obviously haven't played yet, and I can't see Warford getting near clear in this one. I think especially with uh, Gleeson out, I think he was their only attacking option really to help um, the lads up front, which. I think Shanahan's back now as well. He's got his he's uh Shanahan's meant to be flying, so Yeah. Like the but without Manny and Manny it's very, very very hard to see. Now if if they turn up, like they they mightn't be injured, but if they turn up, well and good, but I still fancy Claire. Yeah. In Cusick Park, tight field, atmosphere, yeah, home full, road. full house. Yeah. Yeah, they should be over the line. Yeah, I think we'll all be going. We're all tipping a, a clear one that, and it's good. But it's still going to be a fascinating watch. Um, so we'll be looking forward to head forward to that one on on Sunday. So look, we might leave months today, and when coming up after the break, we're going to have a look back at what happened last weekend in Leinster and look forward to some cracking games, especially with Kilkenny and Galway coming up next weekend. In one single moment, your whole life can turn round. I stand there for a minute, staring straight into the ground. Things were just going through my head, you know, and because like you know, I don't want to leave the people of Warford down, you know, because they're my life, you know. People of Warford are my life, you know, and I, I, I love, I love, I love my county, you know. We love all right, Leinster didn't get too much love last weekend on the television. Obviously, the games weren't televised. The Munster games got the the coverage, which is fine and fair enough. But the coverage that the Leinster games got on the Sunday game that night was scandalous. The Kenny Offaly game got two minutes of highlights. 
the Dublin Wexford game got slightly more, but for what it was an absolute cracking game and a brilliant finish to it, like to, to get maybe two and a half minutes of highlights on a Sunday game. I just think RTE's coverage is abysmal at the moment. Their analysis is substandard and sending like one camera down to, I suppose, cover these games or maybe two. It's just not good enough when, like, you don't have the rights to the live games, at least put on an extended highlights package or at least even split up the Sunday game. I think they're feeling they're under too much pressure to fit too much in on the Sunday night. Spread it out to a Sunday night and a Monday night. You mm. know what I mean? I don't think hurling is like John, you said when you're on with us there the last time that hurling has this special time now to take centre stage. It's not getting that in terms of coverage on the telly. Oh, well, it, 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 it is, Liam, in terms of like the two matches were the monster matches, but it's the it's the idea of getting all the matches and then there's the argument of the, the Joe McDonough as well, like that's getting no matches. So like, you know, you need TG Carter, the, the deal, TV deals need to be reassessed and the matches like TG Carter, RTE and Sky need to come together and make sure that more games are played. Like if that's a thing of, uh, I don't know, it's going to, it's a difficult, it's a minefield they're going into there now. Yeah, look, I know, I look, I, I, we've got, we get back to the hurling, but I just do think it's something that needs to be looked at. Um, fair enough, the Kenny Offley game, that was one that was always going to, I suppose, go one way. Now, Kenny were in trouble with maybe, I think, 10 minutes to go. Offley did get it back to a goal, but the game was, and the result was probably never in doubt. We probably won't spend too much time looking at that one, but the, the Wexford-Dublin game was a cracking game. Um, I was following it live on Twitter and listened to it on the radio and then obviously watched the highlights and Dublin again in a winning position looking at the clock not long to go and Wexford just hung in there and yeah. and, and Dublin didn't get over the line and after putting in two like heroic performances and turned their league form completely around should have been Kilkenny should have been Wexford didn't beat any of them and now they've no wins two games and you're looking at effectively really their their hurling season is over and now they're under pressure that you know they could come down to playing a game against Offaly which could be kind of a a do or die game in terms of your relegation fate yeah it's going to be it's going to be really hard for Dublin now um they I think they probably were more more deserving of a victory last week against Kilkenny than they were really against Wexford because they never led for any of that game they led at the end I'm saying like yeah. over the last three or oh, four yeah. minutes like I mean credit to, to Wexford's character as well like I mean they could have panicked really because they were cruising all the way along and next thing Dublin clawed them back and they were able to power on again and, and, and seal out the game but um, it, w- it looked like a cracker of a game on, on the highlights whatever we did get to see of it and I, I read a few reports about it as well and um, I think I think Dublin like will you just I don't know they're just they're just so unlucky. Like you feel so far, sorry for no at the moment. Like at this stage, but uh, they'll, they'll obviously it's, be like awfully at the next day. If on a TV sense, like if you look at every game in Munster should be televised, and every game in Leinster, maybe bar Offaly, Galway, Kilkenny, Offaly, that's two games out of ten. Like eighteen out of twenty games are go to be close enough and competitive enough to be on the TV. Yeah. So, and that's going to be the same every year. And, like, we won't get back into the Offaly or Dublin suffering the relegation fate, but, like, neither of those t- two teams 
deserve to go down really no. um, in relation to the match the weekend Dublin and Wexford like Wexford did enough home advantage came into play again I just really like the look of Rory O'Connor like he seems to be the real deal in terms of that score 19 20 years of age oh my god 19 phenomenal. years of age I think phenomenal like he, he was about a yard inside his own 45. a yard outside his own 40 with a wet ball <laughs> and the wind blowing everywhere in Wexford Park like you don't know where the wind is going to be blowing so like for that him to score that under pressure that's just that bit of X factor that Wexford have didn't have like even last year I don't think he played the Kikenny Wexford game last year so yeah like he's he looks like a real prospect you do and you have got the two wing backs in from, from Wexford who just power up the pitch every time you have corner backs coming out of the corner they're looking for another pass they're not stopping when they get to the 45 they keep on going um, they're, they're really really exciting to watch Um I think Davy has has got them absolutely firing at the moment, and I and and they will, they will only get better from here. I reckon. Yeah, and I think I think that is a key difference for Wexford this year with their attacking wing backs is that they all want to get on the ball. Mm. Now last year we saw that starting to evolve, but it seems to have gone to another <coughs> level, especially last Sunday. They're all so hungry for the ball. They're all so comfortable on the ball, and when you've players one to fifteen like that, mm. I think everyone's just kind of feeding off each other in terms of the hurling and the style that they're playing to at the moment. Um, but it'll be interesting to... Saying all that, Liam, saying all that, Liam, I wouldn't be surprised if Offaly ran them very, very close this weekend. Do you think so, John? Uh, yeah, I just think Offaly have... They probably... In their heart of hearts, probably... The players mightn't have believed the last two weekends. But I really think Offaly have no fear of Wexford at home I would I wouldn't be surprised if it's a kind of a Dublin v Kenny Parnell Park job there <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if awfully I won't say won but went within to the wire like, like yeah. that'll go down right to the wire that's my prediction on that one okay um, and awfully have a good record against Wexford yeah look I'd probably go for a Wexford win but I, I probably agree with your sentiment there John I think um Awfully have nothing to lose going into this game. No. You know what I mean? They've lost the first two, like you said, there's no expectation probably um in the first two and now they're playing Wexford, which the one they probably could fancy they could could turn them over. And I think, yeah, as John alluded to there as well, I think realistically, mentally with them, like they had they had Galway and they've had Kilkenny and they're out of the way now and now now the realm of possibility is starting to, you know, come over the horizon and there's you know, there's chances of, of them getting a victory in the next two games. So I think you're right, all right, with that, John. But I'd be the same with Liam. I think they will, they will probably beat be beaten by Wexford. But I'd say I, it's probably I, I another game we won't get to see now, and and it'll be probably yeah. a cracker. <laughs> like like I've never seen Shane Dooley in the last ten years being as fit as he is now. Joe Bergen is the top scorer from play in Leinster, two four in the first two games. So, I just think. They're going all right, and they're they're not going to be too far off. Yeah, look, it'd be great. It'd be look, it'd be brilliant for Leinster hurling to see Offaly get a win on, on Sunday, and we'll really mix up for all those positions. Suddenly, then, if that was to happen, Dublin might have a chance at third yeah. if they were to win their next two games. Yeah. So that that would be very interesting. See, Kenny now obviously have had two wins from two. No surprise against Offaly, but John, as they face into Galway this weekend, 
Um, you wonder how much they've learned from the first day. Obviously, they got over the line against Galway, had a couple of injuries. Um, Walter Walsh didn't feature last weekend. Like you'd want Walter back for this weekend against Galway up in Galway. Like Kenny have never played Galway outside of of Leinster in the Leinster Championship since they've come in in into into Leinster. So is he gone or I'm not sure what what have you heard that on the ground there, John? If he's going to be back for Sunday. I'd say he should be all right. I, I, I haven't heard anything now, but I'd say it was precautionary. Um, like, Kenny Galway, I just have a... Like, Kenny can afford to lose this game now. And even if Walter Welch wasn't fully right, it's not a disaster for Kenny to lose with Wexford in all the park coming up. So, I know they'll be going all out to win. I just fancy Galway in that one just because Kilkenny don't need to win and it's two weeks for Galway as well they're at home they looked in good form against Offaly all the big players are seem to be moving nicely I just can't see Kilkenny winning that one after two tough well two toughish weekends and the young players they have um but it will be a good game and it's good. it was good to see Luke Scanlon get four points the weekend. Looked tasty out, corner forward. Um, Richie Lai, Martin Keown, after his tough introduction the week before, got a nice couple of points to get the confidence back up. So it'll be a good game. Galway, I'd say, by three, three points, I'd say. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to agree with John on that one as well. I think going up to play the All-Ireland champions in their own backyard, Galway will be l- looking forward to this game. Um, I think you know a lot has been said about their league form and you know they got over the line against Offaly with a 12-point win in the end. But I think there's a big performance in them. They had 13 of the starters of the All-Ireland final against Offaly. I'll say we'll see something similar against Kilkenny on Sunday. And those forwards are looking electric at the moment and probably Kilkenny's full back line. They've shipped a few goals in the in the first two weeks. They're a bit vulnerable. Um, I, probably, I think Galway are probably going to get the win. And like you said, John, it is strange going into a game knowing that Kilkenny can afford to lose. Now, obviously, that's not the kind of um, attitude that Brian Cody will bring into the game or, or the team. But no matter what, it is at the back of your mind. And you know what, if we lose this weekend, you know, we, all we have to do is get over the line against Wexford on Sunday, the following Sunday. And... Kilkenny with two wins are probably safe with third you know they probably yeah. have third position wrapped up yeah. which means they have involved in the All-Ireland series already so look I still think it will be a very good game I think Kilkenny will rise to this game because they are playing the All-Ireland champions and it's probably, it'll probably be the best it'll be the best team they will have played so far yeah. but I do think Galway will come out on top given they have their strongest team they have a settled team 13 out of 15 All-Ireland team started last weekend the last game Kilkenny had blooded seven new players last in the first game they had to change the team up for last weekend due to some injuries not the end of the world as John said but still Galway don't have any concerns coming into this weekend post the Offaly game so yeah I'm going to go with the Galway win as well how about you Shani? Yeah I would go I go with yourselves as well in that with Galway but I mean as you would know better than I would like there's no way the Kilkenny team are going to go to Salt Hill and, and just lay down and give it to them and um, you can you can bet your bottom dollar that, that Brian Cody will be up there and like be wanting to prove a point and saying that they're not, he's not going away or not Kilkenny are going away um, I don't I don't I disagree with you about going like having in the back of their minds that they'll 
you know, they're going back to Nolan Park the following week to beat Wexford. That's that's going to be another nail biter they're, they're as well for you guys. They're going to have a two week gap, Shawnee, I think. Yeah, I know, but even at that, I've, I'd rec- I'd, geez, I'd, at the way Wexford are going at the moment, I'd fancy them to, to take a guinea at the moment. That's a big call, Shawnee. Maybe, maybe. Mm. Me, me and Lean can't see that, Shawnee. No. <laughs> yeah. Look, I think, I think, and that's it, it's funny the way the break has worked for certain teams. I think it will suit Kenny to have the break after this weekend. It gives him two weeks to to be fresh for that last game. If they do need to get a win to get that second place or that first spot, depending on the way this weekend goes. Um, and obviously, if Wexford are playing four weekends in a row now. I think they had they'll have four games in twenty one days, which Davy Fitzalus after the game last weekend, which is a huge ask. Massive ask. I know just as a way the fixtures fall. So, look, it's going to be another enthralling weekend of hurling. Um, we do have the Tip and Cork game is live along with the Kilkenny and Galway game. So, they will be well worth staying up to watch down under for us here. We have them at 11 o'clock in the night and 1 o'clock in the morning are the times. So, I'm definitely, I have Monday booked off. So, I'll be staying, I'll be staying up to watch them. It'll be a good weekend of hurling. And, John, are you going to do your best to get up to Galway or will you watch it on the telly? Well, see, we don't have the the Australian holidays over here, you know. So, what are you um, on about, John? You're a school teacher. I know, but sure, I'm going to be off for three months in a week's time. <laughs> I'm going to take Monday off. Why would you have to take um, Monday off? The game is on at four o'clock in the day for you. There was that. It's that two, is it? No, I probably will go over. Like, but you, you know, you can't expect just because you have forty days off a year that you know <laughs> everyone else gets it handy. You have more days off. off. You have more days off a year than me, John. <laughs> I'm just talking about the ordinary punter, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. Um, I'll go up to it. All right, Liam. Yeah. yeah. We all filled out the same CEO um, farm, John. <laughs> we all had the choice. Look, well, look if. See, it's on a Sunday, so the celebrations have to be a bit muted, you know. So that's the that's the big issue, really. But um, it would have been better a Saturday evening game, especially with, especially going up to Galway and the distance involved. But you look, we can't have it everywhere in Kilkenny. No, we can't. We can't. Look, we're looking we're looking forward to the weekends, Harlan. It's going it's going to be great, and and hopefully that the RT will pick up their game. Hopefully they're listening to this podcast and. Uh, up their analysis for for this Sunday it's unlikely but um look John it's been great having you on the line thanks again for giving us your time and hopefully we'll have you on again as we go through this this summer's hurling thanks Tim thanks, thanks John. John
Yeah, great to have John on the line again, Shawnee. Um, I think his views are always interesting. You know, I think, you know, you, me and Giggles all see it somewhat different, but John has a different lens again, doesn't he? He does. He's, 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 um, he sees it totally different. Like, he, he kind of, I don't know, like, especially about the Tipperary angle, I was going to, I agree with his, his view on it. Like, you know, if they are injured, he, he takes it for value. They are injured. Like, you know, people speculate, oh, you know, it's in the county manager and he's trying to hide things and he doesn't want to let anything out and blah, blah, blah and all this kind of stuff. But he has a very, very open view of, of things. Like, and I guess he's, he was an inter-county player himself, so his, his view and insight is, is very intriguing. I, I like listening to him. Yeah, and I think a lot of the listeners actually got in touch after the first episode that he was on with us. And he said, and they said that he should be a regular uh, contributor to the show. John has said that he's happy to do that when, when he is available. So expect to hear more from John as the summer unfolds. I heard one, one listener got in touch saying he was listening to the interview waiting for a tram. And the tram pulled up and drove off again without him realising he missed the tram because he was listening to John tell a story whatever it was but you know people do enjoy listening to him I think he was very good on the last episode and he was very good there again with us tonight so um, it'll be it'll be great to have him on as, as the summer unfolds so look I think we'll, we'll leave it there Shawnee and we look ahead to this weekend I think Shawnee's going to come over to my house Sunday night and we'll watch the Cork Tip match together around 11 o'clock maybe Giggles might make it over as well depending on how he's going and um Fingers crossed. Yeah, should be a cracker of a weekend of games. Cork tip, Kilkenny, Galway. Hopefully the, the looter the weekend. Hopefully there's three W's. Yeah. All right, that's it for tonight for um, G'day GA. Brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill's.com for all the latest offers. And we'll be back next week. Talk to you then. Have a good night, everyone. Take care.